This is Daisenshu EX the podcast, episode 23 for the week of April 23rd, 2006. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Welcome to episode 20, uh, 23, yeah, that's it, of Daisenshu EX the podcast. I'm Michael Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX with a scouter. Well, that's how you know me now. And hey, over <laughs> here, there's Mary. Hi, I know you as Mike with the Scouter. That's true. I don't call you Vegito EX in person because that would be creepy. That would be creepy. And hey, there's Julian. And hey, he's not in Japan anymore. Hello. Yo. He's scouterless. Hi. Yeah, you don't yeah, have a scouter don't have at a scouter. all. We'll, we'll make him a scouter out of cardboard and duct tape and. Oh, um, dear. I don't need glass. Really. <laughs> you, 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 you can be the poor Saiyajin. Oh. But anyway, I'm, I'm kind of jet lagged. Still. I mean, I got home on Monday, and I'm still... I haven't quite yet lasted a full day on Eastern Time, but I'm getting there. I came pretty close today, but I'm fading. Oh, no. Don't fade. (laughs) So, hey, Julian, you sent me some stuff. Yes, I did. And it was really cool. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. So, we're going to talk about what you gave us, because it's actually Dragon Ball related. (laughs) Woohoo! We got a Capsule Core bath towel, and it has the address on it. I was shocked to learn that Capsule Corp even has an address. It does. Me too. <laughs> I forget what it is. It it's starts Earth. with Earth. It's on Earth. And then what does it say? West City or then Sector B2 and yeah. West City. Or... It's currently in the kitchen right now where we are not. But <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's very neat. It's white and it's got the logo. And we got a little keychain and we got a couple little pins and there are some stickers. And it was good times. Oh, and my reprints of the perfect files. But technically yes. I have a delayed purchase on those. but. Those were technically like 1,200 yen total. Oh my god, that's so nice. like $11. It's so it's, nice. It's it a sure lot less than you 50. paid for your originals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. I still feel cool. So that's pretty much it for stuff. You've been in Japan for a while. You're back now. Yes. And that's going to be cool. We're going to have to get you down here a few times to, you know, do the show in person every once in a while. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. I mean, right now I'm just still getting used to getting back and really adjusting. <laughs> it's taking a lot. Well, what's what's the best food and or drink you've been able to reappreciate after coming back? That's a good question. I think I I miss green tea now for some reason. <laughs> I just drank one tonight. Mike's like oh. currently addicted to green tea. Green tea. And I miss a good bowl of rice. But it's also nice to have cereal in the morning. That's good. All right. So, hey, let's get into news. Other than that Mary and I were sent cool stuff from Japan. Because there's actual, oh my god, news this week. Now, I gotta say, we're recording Thursday night, which is different for us. Typically, we record either... Friday evening or Saturday morning, but that's when Julian was in Japan. But hey, it's Thursday night, and I found big news today on Thursday. Mmm, video game news. Wow, what a surprise. Yeah. So hey, remember this game called Sparking? No. That's right, you didn't play it. No. (laughs) I did. I played Sparking. So the sequel to Sparking, or as American and, well, you know what? Everyone outside of Japan would know it. Budokai Tenkaichi, or as they say, Budokai Tenkaichi. The sequel to this game is being called in Japan, Sparking Neo. And Neo is in all caps, and Sparking has an exclamation point. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Dude. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm the slow one here. I only just got it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get jokes this week. I, I do. It just <laughs> takes me longer than most. 
Oh, okay. So, anyways. anyways. In the latest issue of V-Jump in Japan, V-Jump being the video game companion to the rest of the Jump magazines, it's got a nice two-page spread on Sparking Neo, including some screenshots and a couple other things. It's being developed by Spike, just like the last game, and the big news with this is apparently it's not only coming out on the PS2, as opposed to the PS3, as rumors had seemed to say last week, but the Nintendo Revolution. Ooh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, interesting. It's without a remote control. Oh, ooh. Now I'm not sure what system to get it on. You can check out some scans from the V-Jump over on, I'm going to call it Je France, because that makes me sound cool and like I know French. So, Julian, why don't you click the link there and see what comes up. First thing you're going to notice is two characters in the screenshots, one being Gatai Jinzo Ningen, number 13. Jisango. Thank you, I forgot it temporarily. I don't remember numbers when it comes to me being on the spot. Super Android 13, as some may call him, looks like he's going to be playable. In addition to... Slug-sama. Slug in the game, yay, 13, yay. I'm going to say that the rest of the movie characters will be in here, the ones that weren't in the last game. It's looking like they're going that route. I think they need to put in um biochemical Broly as a playable character. Stomp, stomp, sludge, sludge, bleh. Yeah, blobby, <laughs> blobby Broly. Uh, how, do you, how does the game mechanics work for that character? Acid drips off him and he kills you. I decided. <laughs> okay. I like this. Yeah. So, Julian, there's some stuff on here. Um, the first, actually, it's the second page, probably. But uh, it says something about 100 characters. Uh, what's that? Gekitotsu? I don't remember what that kanji Th- th- I, I recognize that word from one of the movies. So, that's probably okay. right. Actually, Ijo, yeah, I guess Ijo in this context is more than. But for some reason, in fast food restaurants, they ask you, Ijo de yoroshi desu ka? means is that everything <laughs> so what thing. they're saying is more than 100 characters is that fucking enough for you i think I that's what they're saying fair enough <laughs> mary what were you gonna say about the picture that's good. not the picture underneath that it it looks like something that starts off like the spelling of trunks but it doesn't say trunks chodensu something something moo d. and then a letter d it's right below super saiyan 3 oh. goku versus slow transform oh okay d. Transform D. Yeah, I thought it said trunks, but then I realized there was no uh, coup. <laughs> like, damn. Transform. I don't know what the, the characters are over the letter D. But yeah. Yeah, can't see them that well. You had a time with something henshin. So I think you get to actually transform in real time in this game. Oh, this will make people happy. It looks like they're going to have, as they've so called it, in game transformations. Because, well, that's what it seems to be hinting at anyways. In the first sparking, you would choose the form of your character before you battled, and you would be in that form the entire game. Now, a lot of people complained about this because coming off of the Budokai series, where you would transform in the middle of matches, this seemed vastly different from them. For us, coming from, like, Ultimate Battle 22 and Final Bout with these six Gokus, you know, not a big deal for us, but a lot of people had a problem with that. But that seems intriguing this time around. That looks like it for this game so far. We don't have a set release date yet, correct? Uh, not that I know of. I didn't see one. No, nah, I couldn't see one on the page. I'm going to say later this year in the fall, because we got Super DBZ, and then we got Battle Stadium. I don't think they want to throw them all out within a month yeah. of each other. Plus, I mean, you know, you have to have a system for it to come out. <laughs> That's on, so true. Revolution is not out yet. coming out? <laughs> there, I believe their set time frame is um, for Thanksgiving. Oh, I see. So, you know, 
fall, winter. That's okay. what it's looking like. So that's right. when I would expect this game. Maybe PS2 first, maybe Revolution a little later. We don't know. There's not a whole lot yet. But uh, as I said on the main page, keep checking back with us for all the news you can eat. And speaking of eating, Luffy eats a lot. And hey, speaking of Luffy, D-O-N Battle Stadium. Actually, Play Asia has it listed as Battle Stadium D-O-N. So I'm not really sure which order it's supposed to be in. Pre-orders are up for pre-order. I got mine in. Play Asia's got it for sixty-four ninety. Yes. I don't know if that's a good price or not. So yeah, it seems you. rather steep. No, that's that's what imports cost you. Why don't you just wait? For what? For the price to go down. Prices don't go down on imports. Well, buy on eBay or something. Go eBay. to Japan. E- yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll fly to Japan to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. In case you don't know, this is the game coming out on the Japanese PS2 and GameCube on July 20th, and it is a Dragon Ball Z slash One Piece slash Naruto fighting game. Mmm, very sexy. So check that out later this summer. And uh, speaking of video games, we forgot a release the last couple episodes, and that's Shin Budokai for the Japanese PSP came out today as we're recording, April 20th. It is 5,040 yen, so a little under 50 bucks there for the game. And they've been updating the website pretty regularly. I only briefly scanned through it today. It didn't look like anything of any real importance up there yet. We don't know if there's going to be any extra hidden characters in that version of the game. But Shin Budokai, it's already out in the U.S. You may have heard about it by now. It's kind of like a port of Budokai 3 with uh, Janemba and who else is in there? Oh, Paikyuhan. So, yeah. yay, that's out. And the only other bit of news this week, as if that wasn't enough, this is kind of a website-related news thing. The kind folks at amv4000.org, that is amv4000.org, have offered to host the Doom Rider AMV project for us as a direct download. We had it up on the animemusicvideos.org website as a local download. To get it, you just have to be a member to download it. But uh, they offered to throw it up on just some regular web space for us. So it is 160 megs. It is XVID. It is compliant with DivX5. It is a 10 minutes long Dragon Ball Z anime music video featuring cool music and cool scenes. And it's pretty much DBZ beginning to end. Very sexy. Some past guests have been involved with it. Namely a Mr. Castor Troy and... A Miss Mary? You were you were actually a guest one episode. Yeah, I guess. Back when I was special. <laughs> now I'm just a regular. <laughs> so go check it out. So I guess that's kind of a self-pimpish news. But it's up there, so thanks to those kind folks. And hey, that's a unicorn load of news. Let's talk about a topic. All right. We've had the Dragon Box for about a week. A little over a week now. No, it's been a week. Has it been a week? We got it on Friday. We got it last Friday. Hey, it hasn't been a week then. Oh, I guess Ah, because so. it's Thursday. Mm, that's right. And uh, we've watched a couple movies. We've looked at all the extras. We've uh, absorbed the greatness of Dragon Ball Z. So let's talk about the Dragon Box a little bit. Now, Julian, you don't have the Dragon Box. No, I don't. Did you see any in Japan before you left? I did not. I uh, saw advertisements for it, but it didn't come out. Right. Me, so. What sorts of places did they uh, advertise the box set? Like magazines or TV or anything? Um, I saw in magazines a little bit. I mostly saw like in video stores where they had you know DVDs and stuff on sale. Oh, speaking of which, releases. yeah. Anime News Network has that story up that says it's number two on the rental list this week or something. I don't know if it was a rental list or was that a, a purchase, purchase list. list. I I don't remember. So hey, it's number two something. 
The Japanese yeah, love it. So let's talk about the box a little bit. We mentioned a few things last week, but we didn't have a whole lot of time with it yet. Had about a week with it now. So, Mary? Yes. First thing that comes to mind when you think of the Dragon Box, what do you think of? Hard. What do you mean hard? It's made out of hard cardboard. <laughs> it's this really solid, sturdy cardboard. I feel like I could step on it and it wouldn't break. Could you please not step on it? I will not because it was not expensive. Put it to the test. <laughs> yes, I, I think hard, hard and shiny and gold with kind of ugly pictures. Yeah, you don't like one of the pictures. No, I don't like the main cover of Goku's big face. I would have liked to have seen group shots, maybe. And I don't That's like true. the shot of him as a Super Saiyan doing a Kamehameha. I don't like that shot. But I love the shot of regular Goku doing a Genki Dama. That one's really sexy. You know, it is a very Goku-centric box. Yeah, I kind of think that's wrong. You know what? I think subconsciously maybe that's why I, I have such a problem with its appearance and also the menus. Like, Goku, Goku, Goku. Like, it's not all about Goku. <laughs> the menus are really lame. We kind of mentioned this last week. But I got to watch all of them this time. And they're very, very simple not really animation, just things sliding across the screen with Vegeta doing a Final Flash and Goku doing a Kamehameha. They just yell and it does that triple take thing. And it's kind of lame looking. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, simple menus when done right are how I prefer menus. I don't want fancy hoity-toity takes 20 seconds to have a little image twirl around <laughs> and stuff. But this is just like, like we said last week, like some amateur person in Flash throwing together some animations and being like, here's the menu. Now, they're, Press not, it. they're not complete crap. They're just... Yes, oh, they are. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wish they would move a little faster, too. It took forever to get to the special stuff. What I do like is uh, when you first pop in the DVD and after it gives its little Japanese version of an FBI warning, <laughs> it has this neat text and Dragon Ball spin around and it's like, Dragon Ball, the movies. And Dragon Box, the movies. Dra I'm sorry, Dragon Box, the movies. And I like that. It's that looks, really sexy. That looks yeah. a little more professional. Wow, you say that a lot today. Yeah, well. Everything's sexy to th you. This is very sexy. Why, why can't Dragon Ball be sexy? I'm going to pet this Dragon Ball here because it's sexy. Oh, great. Mike's caressing his balls. No, it's just <laughs> one ball and it's got four stars on it. Oh. That's not. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, all right. You don't like the menus, but you like that first thing, no. which we have a screenshot of up on our front page. Yeah, I'm finding it hard to think of things that I do like in terms of its presentation. I mean, I like the cardboard. The the actual menu still frames look look very nice. They got yeah. the high-res artwork. They got the titles. I think it's a bit messy, actually. Again, it's another shot of Goku and... Right. I don't know. Or maybe I'm thinking of one of the sub-menus. I forget. Maybe the actual menus for each movie... Uh, no, the sub-menus are a little cleaner. They Like, one just has a close-up of the Goku face from the front of the box, and yeah. they just have the text on the side. The main ones, uh, whatever. But hey, we didn't buy it for the menus. No, no. Bought it for the content. Let's talk about the video first. Now, the first thing that we got all up in arms about before it even came out was that Toei announced that they were going to be letterboxed. Now, for those who don't know, the movies were originally animated full screen, 4 by 3 However, when they were released into theaters and then later on VHS and Laserdisc in Japan, they were cropped with the black bars at the top and the bottom as they were presented in theaters to maintain the aspect ratio of the theatrical presentation, despite the fact that it wasn't animated that way. Now, when Funimation brought out the movies in the U.S., the masters they got were the full screen ones. Now, with all the great stuff that Toei and Pony Canyon have been doing with these Dragon Ball DVDs, like really touching them up, everything looks great, I was kind of shocked that they didn't use the full frame masters from the movie. Movies. A little weird. Now, when you think about, all right, all these years we've had our fan subs in the movies, and all these years we've watched them, you know, letterboxed, 
Does it make all that big of a difference? Not really. To me, it does. I don't like that I'm losing a, a percentage of my see, video screen. Yeah, see, that's the whole thing. The knowledge we have that we're losing a little bit of the picture, right. that kind of irritates me a little bit. But as we're just watching it, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I've watched these movies like this for years, whatever. But it is anamorphic. It's... Ooh. It's it's sexy. I'm I'm using the term again, Petha Dragon Ball sexy. We've got a couple pictures up on our feature page about the Dragon Box. I, I gotta say, a lot of people have said this before, screenshots really don't do it justice. Because you may look at the colors and you're not sure, and you look at just everything, you're not so sure. Look at it on a TV. I think it makes a world of a difference. Right. I think the clarity of the picture is astounding. It I is. find the colors a bit questionable, so I would have liked to have seen the saturation up a tiny bit. Sometimes maybe, things do look a little pale. Maybe, maybe not necessarily pale, but just... Muted. Muted a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to see him as bright, or not bright, as saturated as Funimation's discs, because right. those tend to go a little bit overboard. I think the best example someone had was a comparison shot between uh, Gogeta from Movie 12 from the Dragon Box and from Funimation's, yeah. and it's almost a completely different color scheme, almost, because the tinting and the saturation yeah. is just so varied. But mm. on the on the plus side, the Dragon Box version, you know, in that comparison shot is a lot clearer. Yeah. You can see every little detail. Whereas it's in the Funimation clear. one you see grain. So <laughs> I guess I will take clarity over color. Yeah. And you know, throw it up on a properly configured TV. That's a whole thing. If you tweak your TV as it's supposed to look, that'll probably help a lot too. Right. Very few people, including us, actually have our TVs calibrated the way they should be because we don't know enough about TV hardware technology as much as I think I'd like to. Hey, that didn't make sense. Let's talk about things other than the video because we know what the video is. The audio. I oh was my shocked. god. Oh my god. I, I, I was not expecting these movies to sound this good, and I feel like I'm hearing things I've never heard before. Definitely. I mean, especially with the first uh, the first three movies, which I think I probably know better than the rest of them That's true. to a certain extent. We were watching movie one, and I, I don't know how to describe it other than it felt like the characters are right there in the living room. <laughs> and I guess I was just so used to the dialogue. I'm like, oh, okay, I know this. So, you know, the familiarity helped. Mm -hmm. But hearing it sounds so clear and... It, it sounded like I was just listening to like a, a CD recording, yeah. like like a soundtrack or something. It was now, very nice. I haven't done enough technical analysis. I haven't even looked to see if they were mixed to stereo. I don't think they are. I just think they're a very, 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 very clean, high bitrate mono sound because that's how they were originally done in mono. But wow, do they sound clear. The best thing I can describe the original versions, like the Funimation DVDs and even our fan subs, I don't want to say tinny, but kind of mixed tinny and hollow on a high scale, if that makes sense. Like, it sounded dated. And even though these movies are old, when we were listening to it via the Dragon Box, it didn't sound dated. No, it not sounded at like all. It looked like and sounded like something that was animated recently. Especially because... movie wow. 13. Oh, holy, holy crap. crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was talking to Mike when we were watching movie 13. I'm like, well, okay, wait, when did this movie come out? 95. Okay, Movie 13 came out in 95. I first saw it, I think, in 97, which means when I first got my fans of that movie was still two years fresh. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, ten years later now, and we're watching it, and I'm like, this movie still holds up so nicely. Especially Movie 13 on various levels. Yeah. <laughs> Not as, just the video as quality. As a movie and the video <laughs> quality, it's, it's very, very good, and I think it stands the test of time more than some of the other movies. 
in terms uh, of video quality. Yeah. Although, you know what? That's not... I don't know how to describe it because we were watching movie one, which is obviously the oldest one, and we're like, wow, everyone looks so great. Everyone looks so old school and round, and they're not quite so <laughs> angular yet. Yeah. So even though that one looked old, it was still very felt, nice to it see it that new way. old. Now, how are the Dragon Ball movies? We've, let's see, what did we do? We kind of skimmed through a little bit. The only movies we've watched beginning to end so far have been DBZ 1 and 13. Ah, okay. 13 because we haven't seen it in a while and I can't find my fan sub. (laughs) And 1 because we were talking recently, even on the show, about how we like the um, animation style of DBZ Movie 1 where it's kind of Dragon Ball-esque and everyone's still kind of young and round looking. So Uh those are the two we watched. And we kind of just skimmed through movies one through three of Dragon Ball, not even a whole lot. So I can't comment too well on them, but everything just looks so good. All the colors and the quality. Mm. So what else can we talk about the Dragon Box? We I made wanna... fun of the menus, we talked about the audio, <laughs> we talked about the video. How about the extras? Let's talk about the extras. Now, in terms of extras with this box, I don't want to say I'm a little disappointed. I am. But I'm a... <laughs> I'm jealous of previous Dragon Box owners because they get things like international comparison clips and the Playdia footage and the TV specials and all sorts of trailers and commercials. This box, uh, there's no extras menu. If you're familiar, I'm going to bring up the Buffy and Angel DVDs because that's what I can most compare this to, is individual episodes, and in this case individual movies, have their set of extras. So each movie has its own extras menu, and in that extras menu, you will find, with every movie, at least one commercial, or like promo clip, and maybe the trailer for the movie. They all have the a screenshot of the poster for the movie. So, kind of cool. A lot of these we remember from our fan subs. Like, I know on my movie 12, after the movie, there was that long kind of recap trailer thing for it that's on here um i really like some of them because they're entirely comprised of either opening animation footage from like makushigi or Hedchala, and then character designs which you see in the daizenshu like still shots of character designs. so it's like wow this movie's not done yet but here's a commercial with still images <laughs> and maybe they'll have two or three seconds of animation without a background like they place well, it over a different background yeah. <laughs> well that's how the uh well uh, if you go back to like the teaser trailers for the first Star Wars movies, they were very unfinished when they put up these commercials. That's true. I think particularly The Empire Strikes Back was like a series of concept drawings and the, the narrator going over how great this movie is going to be. <laughs> you know, um, last week you guys were bringing up Star Trek stuff, and this week you're bringing up Star Wars stuff. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Okay. That's okay. I, I'm not nerdy enough to be on this show anymore. You're fired. Bye. (laughs) All right. So other than these trailers and commercials, which are really neat to see again, there are actually some creditless openings and endings. That is something I would consider a neat extra, if only for footage purposes for certain hobbyists. Now, DBZ Movie 3, its opening animation was, I think, maybe the only one that had all new footage for the opening animation. Yeah, it wasn't just like, you know, the standard head chalot opening. It was the song with... You know, story. Right, everyone going to get the Dragon Balls. Now, when you watch it without credits, there's a lot less animation in it than you originally thought there was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's still cool. And then uh, Movie 3 also has its closing animation clean, which is just Gohan riding on Haya Dragon. It's not all that exciting. DBZ Movie 4, on the other hand, has a creditless opening, which is, again, just whatever head chala they were up to. And its creditless ending is everyone driving around. It's cool stuff. It's like the driving episode, except... More subdued and no no crashes. 
Yeah, and Les Pimpin. Yeah, Les Pimpin. <laughs> so that's really neat. Movie 6, for some reason, also had a creditless opening and ending. Just the next head chala. And I don't understand why this one had a creditless ending. It was just scenes from the movie. Now, movie 7 also had the creditless opening and ending. But movie 7's creditless ending was the one where it shrinks and goes up to the corner. And yeah, it was creditless, except it wasn't full screen. It was just that <laughs> shrunk up over the background. With the red. With the red and no credits. Like, I don't understand. I'm very confused. Now, I saw that and I got all excited. I'm like, all right, maybe movie, movie 11 will have a creditless ending. We can get some nice screenshots of the kids, even if it's not full screen. No, it wasn't there. Like, what the hell? That one had new animation in it, and they couldn't put that one on there as an extra, at least. I, I was really, really hoping for video game intros, because the last disc is just the 10th anniversary movie, and that's it. I mean, it has its extras. But there's a whole disc full of stuff free, open space on there. It's just the one movie. And there's nothing extra on there. So I'm a little disappointed on that. But all in all, everything looks so gorgeous and sounds so gorgeous. Oh, oh wait, there's more. There's more. We totally forgot about the book. Oh, I was going to say, let's talk about the non-video extras that came okay. with the, the box Yes. Set. The book, the Dragon Box, the book, and it's over on the floor. It's pretty much comprised of stuff we may have seen before in the Daisenshu. It's got some stuff from Daisenshu 6, the movies and TV specials, and some other stuff we've seen in recent books. It's got an interview with Hironobu Kageyama, which I need to send over to Julian to take a look at. I think he talks about maybe his favorite songs <laughs> and stuff in there. So that would be really interesting. And it's got um, it's got all the posters for every movie. And there we go with uh, character designs. Nothing we haven't seen, but they're nice and colorful. Let's see, story and guest character. There's, apparently there's only one guest character in all of the movies. <laughs> it's just showing more character designs and appearances. It's just going movie by movie. And we've seen all this before, but it's cool. And it's 64 pages. 64, significant Dragon Ball number. I'm sure they didn't plan it that way, but that's okay. Oh, I'm awful. I don't know what number that is. Number of GT episodes. GT significant? Well, <laughs> touche, Touche. Would you ching? <laughs> There's some Q&A in here, and uh, ooh, more character designs. Oh, oh, I just realized the cover of this book is the pictures that they use for the menus. Yeah, the front cover is Goku, and the back cover is Vegeta. And, like, as a book... That's an awesome cover. But as yeah. a DVD menu, it <laughs> fails at life. It fails at life. Um, Hironobu Kageyama is referred to as Music Fighter. <laughs> hey, there you go. I want that as my nickname. <laughs> I want to be Music Fighter. And then the back's got um, all the premiere dates for the movies and some credits and screenshots of the menus for some reason. Because they're so <laughs> artistic. Whatever. So, yeah, that, that's good, but you, we, we've yet to talk about the best extra that makes the whole box set worth it. Are we talking about the Scouters? The Scouters! All right. I'm putting mine on again. All right. And I, I can't remember if we talked about this in the last episode, but the box is bit. labeled as a set of transceiver. A couple of transceiver. A couple of transceiver. They have a problem with uh, plurals in Japan, I well, guess. that's because they don't really have their own. I know they don't, but... <laughs> they kind of do, Can't but... they check when they turn things into English? They could, but that would take effort. So anyways, the front of the box of the Scouters says um, has pictures of a green and a pink one, but when we took them out, it was green and red. But that's okay. I just didn't want to be the pink one. Do you have a problem with pink? Um, Not when I'm alone. I see. Ha-ha. Anyway... And it also has a picture of Vegeta's eyeball. 
We're in a scouter. Do you know that that's Vegeta? Maybe it's Yeah, Raditz. yeah, I know. Maybe it's right. I know it's Vegeta. How do you know? Because he tells me in my soul that it's Vegeta. He tells you in your soul? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my. All right. It's Vegeta. <laughs> now, look at his scowl. That, that's his eyebrow. What? Totally. All right. We have pictures of the scouters up on the uh, feature page. They are actually walkie-talkies. When you, you know, you've seen the characters press a little button on the side of their head. You press the button to talk, and it's got a little microphone that comes down in front of you and takes a 9-volt battery. And we still haven't tested distance with these yet. We kind of did from room to room, but I fully intend to, over the weekend, while we're cleaning the apartment, you'll be on one side of the apartment, I'll be on the other, like in the kitchen, and then you'll be all like, Mary, I ran out of paper towels. Can I wear these out this weekend? No. Oh. No. Please? No. All right. I did make my new avatar with this. Yes. It's, it's implemented on our forum. So you can see uh, good old Mike with his green scatter on screaming at the top not of pink. his lungs. Not pink. No, not pink. What else came with the box? Is that it? That oh, was... It came with the DVDs. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> we didn't really talk about how the DVDs are stored. They're stored in, like, books, I guess. Yeah. You open it up like a book, and they're, they're not in... I don't even know what you call it. They're not in flaps. They're no. just kind of attached to the back of the cardboard. Right. Like in uh, little indents. So there's two mini books, and each you open it up. There's two on the side, so two books, two sides. There's eight discs total, and the two books fold up, and you put them into the box along with the book, and they fit. And I have them currently up next to my Daisenshu and other official books. That's it. That's it. That's our initial review of the Dragon Box. I don't know how much more there's going to be to it because we kind of talked about everything. Right. If there was more of a variety in the extras, maybe we'd have a little more to talk about, but it's pretty standard fare. Yeah. What movie do you want to watch next? I would like to watch movie three next. Okay. Dragon Ball Z movie three? Yes. Okay. With uh, your sexy friend, Tavidus. Yes, that's why I want to watch it because I'm a dirty pervert. Right. (laughs) All right. So we'll watch DBZ movie three next. And there's your review of the Dragon Box. If you head over to the website, we have a feature in progress. You can't miss it on the main page. And we <laughs> set up a little blog-style thing from when we got it with uh, pictures of us opening all the boxes. And lately, I've been putting up a couple other things, like when my movies 12 and 13 got stuck in one of my DVD players, I had to open it up and um, rip it out and tear it in boxes and <laughs> all sorts of other great stuff. I got a couple more things to put up. Oh, I do have a really sexy... Yes, Sexy. Garlic Jr., sexy. How could you not draw this comparison? Comparison shot of the 1997 Funimation Pioneer disc, the 2005 Funimation re-release, and then the Dragon Box. So side-by-side, full, lossless. It's a Meg. Check it out. Very... I'm not going to say sexy. I'm going to say very clean. So there you have it. Dragon Box. Giant DVD box set. All the movies. That's it. There's nothing else for them to release in Japan. Save new material. So let's, let's hope for a new movie. And, you know, hope, looking forward to the future. Insert other positive words here. Let's move into Mary's list for this week. Mary, your uplifting list for this week is pretty amazing. It is. It is. I like to think so. I like to call this the top five most gruesome deaths in the series. It's all smiles and happy and hugs and kisses. It's gruesome deaths. Sunshine and rainbows and lollipops. There's a couple hugs. There are, actually, yes. (laughs) Interesting segue. Mary, the number five most gruesome death in the series. Um, It's not gruesome, which is why it's at number five, but it's 
pretty... Um, it's hardcore for DBZ. It, it's pretty hardcore, especially considering who does it. Yeah. I'm referring to Chaozu exploding himself on Nappa. Of mm. course, it didn't work, but it's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. <laughs> Thanks for trying there, kid. If you are a kid, I don't know what you are, but but you're blown up. And that sucks for you. Blowing up is pretty gruesome. Yeah, it is. Does it get more oh, gruesome oh, than this? Oh, you know what? What? I'm going to have runner ups, but I'll leave that for the end. Okay. What's more gruesome than blowing yourself up? Decapitation. Decapitation, indeed. And oh, oh, and there's more. There's a couple decapitations Ooh. in the series. That's but what true. about this one? This one, the decapitation of Goldo, is on here because first he gets decapitated, and then Vegeta blows him up. <laughs> <laughs> So, yikes. That's not a fun way to go. Or maybe it is if you're a Vegeta. He doesn't just blow him up. He blows up his talking head. Yeah. His body lays there. <laughs> not, not if you're a season two um, ocean dub. That's true. When they paint your parts back together again. That's true. They didn't bother to paint the head back to the body. They painted the body back to the head. <laughs> oh. So there's one decapitation. Mary, there's another decapitation in the series. Is All this right. number three? Yes, and while it doesn't involve being blown up, um, it, it's kind of worse in a way. <laughs> this would be the decapitation of Dr. Garrow by number 17. And first he gets decapitated by a leg. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore right there. But... Then Junata go, oh, I'm switching between English and Japanese. I'm hardcore. <laughs> anyway, he sticks his hand through what remains of his heart, well, I he guess. Well, do- he does that first. Oh, does he do that first and then hack off his head? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God, I'm a terrible fan. <laughs> okay, okay, so here's the order. He sticks his hand through him, he hacks off his head, and then he steps on his head. Well, he jumps and steps on his head. You're right, and it's especially gruesome in movie 7 where you see all the blood... Going everywhere. Which... Oil blood. Oil blood. You know That's what, right. It's you know not what makes blood. it really gruesome is because it's actually well animated in the movie. Right. I, and the lighting is really dark and creepy. I think that helps a lot. 18 dark smirk in her eyes as she's watching it. Right. Mm. Like, that just said, it set a whole new tone for, for Dragon Ball Z that isn't there in the TV show. So I appreciate that little reanimation of that scene at Hell the beginning yeah. of movie seven. First time I saw that, I was. Holy unicorn there. <laughs> Holy unicorns indeed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was actually surprised at the amount of blood oil. <laughs> that was kind of early on in my fandom. So I was like, wow, it's as super violent as everyone <laughs> says it is. Hey, super violent. <laughs> what is worse than decapitations? Um, I do not know what you call this mode of death, but it's death by <laughs> Gohan. <laughs> and it is true, the Cell Juniors. Um, oh. Now he... He decapitates them, he explodes them, he punches through them. Pretty much his touch causes all of them to explode, (laughs) which in and of itself doesn't sound all that bad, but if you're reading the manga, this depicts it very... um, There's a lot of details. You see see brains (laughs) and eyeballs and entrails, and it's pretty mortifying. This is probably like one of the only examples in the series where it's truly graphic almost yeah there's there's brains there's brains i mean brains gohan needs brains gohan doesn't need brains he's smart that's true but sometimes gohan goes insane <laughs> he, he just goes berserk <laughs> he goes berserk on them cell juniors so it, it, it's kind of nasty in the TV series, but the manga... It goes by really fast in the TV series. It's because there's not many frames of animation. No. There's several <laughs> explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. Yeah. Aren't there like eight of them in... Yes. Yes. He actually kills the correct amount in the manga. 
Oh. But they wanted more violence in the anime, so they said, eh, who's going to notice it? One more. Junior? One more. Let's kill him, too. All right. We've had self-explosions. We've had two decapitations. We've had flying brains. <laughs> what? what is this, Futurama? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nice. <laughs> what other gruesome death could there possibly be? Well, it involves being stepped on, which you could think happens to that guy in movie 13, but that's not who I'm talking about. <laughs> that's true. I'm talking about poor old Grandpa Gohan gets stepped on by his own grandson. Now, there's no flying brains, there's no decapitation, but shit, man, if you're gonna go, getting stepped on by a giant monkey? No, that's not cool. That's unicorned up. <laughs> and and it's by a loved one that makes it very heartbreaking. Yeah, and I find that gruesome. That is pretty gruesome. Yes. Now we never actually see this. No, so I guess it's kind of a I don't a cop out. Not the word I'm t I want to use. Use your imagination. Yeah, and in my imagination, it's horrific. So that's why it's at number one. Right. But I do have some runner ups because there okay. are, there are quite a few. So I'll breeze through them. All right. Krillin getting exploded. <laughs> I like how you're using the word explode well, as an like adjective noun verb. <laughs> they did get exploded. Um, Zarbon, um, Kiwi, and Cargo. Cargo is pretty hardcore. A lot of this stuff during the Namek arc was really violent. You know, you know what I like about Cargo's death? Not just that he died, but he like lays there and burns for a couple <laughs> oh, seconds. Oh god, that's <laughs> awful. Okay. Well, there you have it. The runner's up in top five and likes frying. Cargo's on fire! Alright, those are some pretty gruesome deaths. Let's move into um Happy Thoughts, and that's more Japanese DVDs. Our releases for the rest of April. Julian, you are so good at breezing through this because I think you got it down pat. Do this one. <laughs> Releases for this week are DBZ Volumes 19 through 21. These cover episodes 109 through 126, which is Garlic Jr. and Trunks, and I guess a little bit into the Jinzoning and kind of thing. This comes out April 26th, which is next week on a it's Wednesday. See, Wednesday. And they're 39.90 and each, which is 35-ish dollars, a little more than that. Very nice. Hey, that's it for the rest of April. <laughs> April's almost over. That's true. April's almost Yay. over. There's some stuff coming out next month, but we'll get to that next week. So let's just move into emails this week. Once again, we got a metric crap ton of emails from our lovely, lovely, lovely listeners. So we're going to hit up a few of these emails. This first one comes to us from Svend. And Svend okay. says, I've been wondering about this for some time. The Golden Ozaru is a Super Saiyan form of the original Ozaru, sort of. And the original Super Saiyan has the original Saiyan power level times 50. And Ozaru has 10 times the power level. Then Golden Ozaru has 500 times. 10 times 50. The original Saiyan... I'm going to stop there because math confuses me. <laughs> and... Yeah. The thing I got to say is, where did these numbers come from? I mean, other than the 10 times which Vegeta mentions for Ozaru, I don't know. Right. So, I don't know if this is hidden away in Daizenshu 7, which I don't have, so I can't check it. But I don't know where these numbers come from. And they go on to other things like Super Saiyan 3 and Super Saiyan 4 and 200 times the power. But I, I don't know where these numbers come from, so I don't know how much of an answer there is. You know, there's not a whole lot more we can say about it. If you guys have any of these numbers from any kind of official source, 
feel free to drop them into the forum thread for this episode and be more than happy to try and do math. In fact, we'll give it to Goku and we'll see what he comes up with for a number. I think that's a good plan. Mary, why don't you read the next email? The next in line is from Brian from St. Louis. He asks, I would like to ask you about DBZ AMVs. In the past few weeks, I've become extremely interested in them. I would really like to make my own, but I have no clue how. If you can help me, it would be greatly appreciated. Ah, uh, the introductory I want to make music videos question. Wow, I think we have a standard answer for this. You know, for the best answer, you can probably just hit up any nearby anime convention and go to the music videos panel because they're always going to start you off with what do you need to get started. So for any more detail, check them out. Like maybe anime next. Maybe that's a good place to come check out. But maybe you don't Hmm. live near a convention. Maybe you don't. And then you have to say, Mike and Mary, how do I get started? Well, it helps to have a computer. Or you can have two VCRs. True, true, if you're Mary. If you're old school like like me. <laughs> and I feel dirty when I call myself old school, so I <laughs> retract that statement. <laughs> Anywho, um, most people make AMVs on computers nowadays, and you need to have a video editing software. Most uh, PCs come equipped with Windows Movie Maker, which is a good place to start. I would absolutely suggest starting there because you're going to learn how to use a timeline and you're going to learn how to cut things and place them over audio, and this is going to be so invaluable to you as you move on through the video editing world. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Now, the reason why, once you get into the hobby, that you move from Windows Movie Maker is because the exporting um, features are (laughs) not quite up to snuff with uh, actual, I shouldn't say actual, (laughs) with more professional video editing software. Most people tend to use Adobe Premiere. There's Um, also Vegas and... There's plenty of others. Now, I think Windows Movie Maker also limits you to two video tracks and one audio track. So once you start getting that crazy imagination going and picturing more things going on, that's when you might want to check something else out. So you got your software. You need footage. A lot of people, I guess their primary method is ripping DVDs. It's also the most, I don't want to say legal. Because this ain't ain't legal. No, no. It's very (laughs) not legal, but it's... um, Anywho, (laughs) it helps to make it seem less illegal when you purchase your own footage and rip it to your computer. If you want to talk gray area, it's perfectly fine to do it on your own for your own enjoyment in your home with the stuff that you bought on your computer. Once you send it elsewhere, then it's a little weird. Yeah, it has nothing to do with like making money off of it or anything. No, as soon as it leaves your hands, it's it's bad. But that's okay because you know people (laughs) turn a blind eye to this stuff because they know we're just a bunch of crazy kids having fun. All right, so you rip your DVDs. That's a whole process. Now, that's a tech issue. I'd recommend going to animemusicvideos.org and going to the guide section because it is so technical, we cannot even begin to describe this process in this podcast. Yeah, and you're going to have to read it a few times. Don't worry about it. Just do it. Just check it out. There's a whole process. You want to make a music video? There's a couple things you need. We talked about the software. You need the video. More importantly, you need an idea. Yes, and you can make pretty much whatever you want. I mean, the whole process of the hobby is you're taking something like audio and you're taking something like video and putting them together to make something that never existed before. So to me, that's the appeal. And maybe that's the appeal to you too. make your whole original story. You can just tell the story of a show that already exists. You can do whatever the hell you want. Mix shows up together. It's your imagination and the sky's the limit. 
So pretty much use whatever tools um, you feel comfortable with. Um, it helps to do this as legally as possible. Yes. Please use things that you own. Buy the CD, buy the DVDs. You'll be a happier person, and so will we. So yeah, uh, animemusicvideos.org can give you the majority of the information that you need. If not, uh, you can always Google it. <laughs> That's my cheap answer. <laughs> We've also got a couple um, forum sections on our site. Any questions you have, you want to run them by us, feel free to. Just throw them over there. So get an idea. Don't worry about the software and stuff. Worry about the idea first. Come up with something that makes a lot of sense to you. Have a blast. Forget about everyone else. Screw everyone else. Have fun. That's what that's what podcasting's about. That's what music videos are about. That's what fanfics are about. Have fun. Yep. Have fun. Have fun with your fandom. Speaking of fun, Dragon Ball GT is fun. Julian, take this next one. All right. This letter is from Jared Kennedy, and he says, This is Jared Kennedy, also known as Goten88GT. My question is about the abbreviation in Dragon Ball GT. I was never able to watch GT in its original language, so in North America I found out that GT stands for Grand Tour. Is this true, or did Funimation just guess at what the GT stood for? You guys are doing an excellent job in podcasts, so keep up the original work. Step into the Grand Tour! Wicka wicka! Yes. Well, actually, there are some sources that reveal possible names of why this is. And it appears that it may actually have been something that Toriyama chose himself. Now, he wrote a message to go along with the GT Dragon Box DVD set, coincidentally. And that's where, actually, there's also a Toriyama image of Super Saiyajin 4 that exists that's from there as well. Um, and so he basically says that it was sort of online, like Gran Turismo from Italy. So that's literally great touring in English. <laughs> that's great touring. <laughs> but I guess it also got the sense of, like, fast, powerful motoring around in cars or something. Like, it's going to be a road trip type anime, so that's that's good. Right. I guess. Well, that's how um, it started out. It started out as space a grand tour through space. And, but I've seen also Galaxy Touring, and this is one that uh, the perfect file for GT listed. Oh, did it? Yeah. So, Great Touring, Galaxy Touring, Gran Turismo. Those are all the ones they listed. Not Grand Tour. Hmm. That's interesting. But grand Tour, I guess, is kind of a fudging of all those. Right. It's the common accepted one. Funimation went with it, so I guess... If Funimation says so, then wait, that's not true. So there you have it. There's a couple different answers for it, but we're, I'm going to say Grand Tour. Okay. That's what I know. Mary? That's fine. They all essentially, I don't want to say mean the same thing, but they all get the point across of touring. Yeah. It just seems like the G part could be interchangeable with other G words. Right. All right. I'm going to do one last email for this week, and this one comes from Super Spong Brothers. And I think it's just one person. It's not actually a pair of brothers. I have no idea. I just got an email. Recently, I dug out my copy of Budokai for the GameCube. It's an okay game, considering I'm not that keen on beat-em-ups, but the one thing that really struck me was the beautiful music played over the options screen. I'm listening to it right now as I type this. Uh, it's an incredible piece of music, and I certainly wouldn't mind shelling out for a copy of it. Since I don't want to have to connect the GameCube up to the PC to record the audio, I'd like to know if it is available on any of the Budokai soundtracks. Now, I actually emailed them because they want to place a CD order soon, so I got the answer to them. But I'm going to answer it for everyone else. It's this really subdued, like they said, beautiful piece on the options menu of the first Budokai game. It ain't on any of the soundtracks. Mm. It was kind of sad. Now, I didn't even recognize it because when the hell do I go to the options screen in a game that's like four or five years old? But it is really cool, and I'm kind of sad it's not on any of the soundtracks. There are a few pieces that never made them onto the CDs. So I'm kind of sad about that. But 
I don't know what to suggest other than, like you said, hook up your uh, audio output to the audio input of a computer and record. I'm sorry. So that's kind of a sad answer. That kind of goes along with gruesome deaths. Very sad. Mike cries. I want more emails. That'll make me happy again. There's plenty of emails. There are plenty of emails. But I have to research on a couple of these. Okay. (laughs) See, we have such smart listeners that they send us questions that I don't know the answer to. So I have to research. And by research, I typically mean, Julian, can you look up this for me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we want more emails. We haven't gotten many audio emails lately. We love hearing your lovely voices. Record some audio emails for us. If you want to send stuff to us, we have all new contact information on the site. So check that out. We have an email specifically for the podcast. We have a couple other emails because I've been getting some emails and I don't know what they're for specifically. Originally, I didn't want to set up a separate email, but there's just so much stuff that I think it makes sense this way. Because I like to think the podcast is a part of the site, just like everything else is one giant mush of us loving Dragon Ball. So check (laughs) out the site. You'll find the contact information over on the left. You get a full page full of where you're supposed to send what for what, please email us. We love them. We love them so much. Send an email to the podcast account with any kind of questions you got for us or about the show. Audio emails, record yourself. Try to keep them around or under 30 seconds. And send them to us. We'll play them. We'll answer them. There's all sorts of cool stuff we can do with your emails. Like, read and answer them. (laughs) I don't know. What else else can you do with emails? Oh, I can file them into folders. That's really neat. Yes. That that's fun. Hey Tara's crying. She Actually, wants... it's Tyler this time. Oh, is it Tyler? I guess they want to come out of the bedroom. There's no bells this episode because they've been stuffed in the bedroom. So that's it, right? I think, I think that so. Is it. That's an episode. Hey, that was episode twenty three of Daisenshu EX the podcast. Wow. Wow, it's getting old. 20- the podcast is gonna be older than we are soon. Oh wow. I mean It already it, is it... older than me. <laughs> <laughs> in weeks, anyways. Yeah. Episode 23. Oh, man. Podcast ages faster than we do. Yeah. What we got coming up? We got more contests coming up. We got DVDs and games and books and shirts and all sorts of other unicorns. Yeah, we got we got a hell of a lineup for topics coming up. We do. We're going to be talking about anime next a lot more in the near future because it's, what, like two months away or something crazy like that? Yep. Hot wow. damn. Wow. All sorts of awesome stuff. This is such a cool, fun time. Yeah, it's a busy time of year. It is I, a busy time of year. time of year. Makes me need a vacation. <laughs> I need to go to Japan. <laughs> I need just to sleep some more so I can catch up. To- oh, you poor boy. You need to catch up to some time zones. We're going to have to let Julian go to sleep because he's a little baby. You need I to- need sleep too. I'm a baby. You'll be fine. That's right. It's, it's not Friday, so we have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go to bed too. Yeah. That makes me feel not so bad. That's true. So, hey, that's the end of the episode. We're going to thank everyone for checking us out. Daizenshu EX. You can find that site over at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. That's Daizenshu.com. That it is. And, hey, there's this lady named Mary. She's got a site. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. It's at TempoLoTrunks.com. Too lazy to spell it. Temple O. Trunks. Trunks. Oh. So check them both out. You'll find all sorts of cool stuff on all of them. Mary, yo, you got screenshots and funny things. I and, do. And funny I do. pictures. I, I, yeah. I miss the funny. You got the funny. I, I like to bring on the funny. You do. Yeah. It's totally cool funny. 
That's okay. Over on our site, you'll find that Dragon Box feature. You'll find all sorts of guides. I updated the newbie guide the other day. It hadn't been updated since summer 04. I love reading the newbie guide, and I'm not even a newbie. I don't think you've changed all the date differences. No, I haven't. It's a lot of work. <laughs> so check out all the guides over there. You'll find all sorts of things. Go check out Doom Rider, direct download. That is the end of our episode for this week. Guys, into EX, the podcast, episode 23. I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EX. In fact, I am a volcano, and I'll hurt you all. What? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know what? That's it. Later, everyone. We'll check you next week. Guys, into EX, podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy.